Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. A little later in the show, we're going to talk about the future of public media here in America. Uh, Donald Trump says maybe that should unfold without the public support that we're used to seeing go to public media for the last several decades. We're going to talk with the president of PBS about what that future would look like if there is no public support for public media. Of course, WDET is implicated in that conversation as well. We're also going to talk with Ishmael Ahmed, of the founder of Access, about the history of discrimination against Arab Americans and Muslims here in America and here in Metro Detroit. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that as well. But up front, Mayor Mike Duggan recently joined us to talk about his campaign for re-election here in the city of Detroit, his accomplishments so far, and the ways that he thinks the city could be better. Today, we begin our series of conversations with those who are running against him. How is Detroit doing under Mayor Duggan's leadership? And is it maybe time for a new person to step in to take over? Ingrid Lefleur is a curator and artist here in the city of Detroit, and she has announced her candidacy for the mayor of Detroit, and she joins me now to talk about why and how she thinks uh, people in the city of Detroit ought to support her. Ingrid, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you, Stephen, for having me. Absolutely. Let's start with why do you want to be mayor of the city of Detroit? Something I actually ask the actual mayor of Detroit all the time. Uh, it's a tough job, pretty thankless. Uh, there's a lot of criticism no matter what you do. What makes you look at that and say, ah, I want, I want some of that? Well, first of all, I absolutely love Detroit. I'm a born and raised Detroiter, um, mm -hmm. and I have really fond memories living here and um, experiencing the prosperity of Detroit. So I absolutely know what our future could look like um, in terms of vibrancy and um, strength. Uh, and I think being mayor of Detroit um, will help to guide that future. Um, and really mold policies that will help us um, to revitalize that is all-inclusive. Mm -hmm. um, I was a substitute teacher for about three years, and it was there that I saw um, some of the challenges, deep, deep challenges that we're seeing um, amongst our youth. Uh, and. It is there that I saw, you know, I learned about water shutoffs and children living without electricity, um, the psychological state of our children, and of course, the state of our education. Yeah. Uh, so, so talk about what you would do from the mayor's office yes. to, to deal with those things. I mean, that's always the question. I mean, I always talk to folks here in the city, they have really interesting ideas about the problems that we have and uh, the things that, that we could do better. Uh, but I always try to press them to say, okay, but if you were mayor, how would you leverage the power of that office to have an effect on those things? Yes, I think it's really important um, that we have a new approach, that we um, have 21st thinking, 21st century thinking around these challenges. Um, but I, for me, it's also getting to the root of the problem. And 
that means that strengthening our education system, we have to bring imagination back into the curriculum. If we're going to be innovators, if we are going to be the global leaders that we want to be, then the imagination has to be so central and strong within education. Uh, Basic needs. Every citizen should have all their basic needs met. Uh Um, And it's the cycle of poverty that is really not helping us in our revitalization efforts. And city government actually um, creates that cycle of poverty um, by shutting off water, which is a public health risk. You know that the Global Health Initiative, um, Henry Ford's initiative, came out with a report that you're one and a half times more likely to get an illness if you're on a block with water shutoffs. This is a public health crisis that our city government is not talking about. So there are actually very simple ways to kind of um, implement um, resolutions, but then there's also ways to like kind of move over and beyond um, into a way that really helps us have a strong future. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Ingrid LaFleur. She is a curator and artist. She has announced her candidacy to be mayor of the city of Detroit, challenging sitting mayor Mike Duggan. Also, several other folks have tossed their hat, at least nominally, into the ring. If you want to give us a call, join the conversation, talk about uh, the city of Detroit, the problems that we face, who should be mayor, what should the mayor be doing to address those problems, uh, give us a call at 313-577-1019. 313-577-1019 is the number. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there. Uh, you can also go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we will work your comments into the conversation. Uh, you can also take a look at us on Facebook Live today. We have been doing that lately here on Detroit Today, broadcasting the show not just over the uh, radio airwaves but also over Facebook. So you can uh, take a look at this conversation I'm having with Ingrid LaFleur. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number to join that conversation. Ingrid, I'm curious about uh, your work as a curator and artist here in Detroit. Uh, tell folks Uh, what you do, and how that's prepared you to be mayor. Yes, uh, I'm a curator of uh, visual art, Uh and uh, I have expertise in Afrofuturism and arts movement. And um, so I think some of the skill sets that are easily transferable um, into city government is my ability to organize people around a common goal, And uh, for the past 20 years, I have been engaging and educating people in public policy Uh in this particular area. And it is a lot of those models that I've learned um, over these 20 years that I think would be very beneficial um, in having um, a a vision um, that kind of moves us out of this old way of doing politics within city government. Um, yes. So as curator, uh, we have to have a vision, but is also a co-creative uh, process. And that's what my campaign is centered around, co-creation. Yeah. Uh, when you think about the arts here in Detroit, uh, there's no question that over the last 
five to ten years, uh, they've come to play a really different role and a, a more central role, I think, in the revitalization of the city. It's one of the things that we don't talk as much about as development or population, but uh, there's a real uh, sort of new art culture that has grown up around uh, the city over the last five or ten years. Uh, talk about the role you think arts can play in the vitality of a place like Detroit and the, and the comeback. Well, as you know, Stephen, we have amazing artists and musicians, such a strong legacy that is all, brings us all the way to now. Uh -huh. um, and I'm very proud of the talent here in Detroit. Uh, San Francisco's uh, economy, one third of it, is a, the creative economy. So I really think that we have the foundation here in Detroit to invest in that creative economy. That is the diversifying of the economy to, that will help in unemployment and um, hopefully ending this cycle of poverty. Uh, the arts here uh, already plays a central role. It's just up to city government to fully support it. Okay. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work your comments into the conversation. Let's go to Marcel in East Detroit. Marcel, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, Appreciate go ahead. It. Well, well, my comment, I just want to say this. I understand that. To, for Detroit, it's going to take more than just us uh, having – just imagination and holding hands and singing kumbaya. What we need is a strong city government. When I say strong, I'm talking about strong when it comes to the city council members. You know, together we stand, divided we will fall. We need a mayor that's going to be able to not allow these big, I say, monopoly players come into the city of Detroit and monopolize and take over our city uh -huh. and not give nothing back to the community. You know what I mean? Uh, to the neighborhoods. Yeah. You know, we got a striving downtown. We got a striving Corktown, Greektown. But without the tax base, which is your neighborhoods, it's not going to survive. And we need a strong government, a strong mayor. You know what I mean? If everybody needs to get a piece of the pie, it needs to eat, not just those with a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, interesting, interesting thoughts there, Marcel. Thanks very <laughs> much for the call. Uh, let's go to Tom in uh, northwest Detroit. Tom. Welcome to Detroit today. Yeah, good morning to both of you. Question in terms of crime. What would she do to bring down the crime? I'll listen off here. Great question, Tom. Thanks very much. Uh, Ingrid LaFleur, what would you do about crime, which is uh, despite lots of efforts on the part of the mayor and uh, our police chief, still a, a really confounding issue for lots of people who, who, who live here? Yes, this is a very important question. Um, but it, I think it throws into question what kind of crime. Uh, there's the crime of uh, property tax being improperly assessed where people are losing their homes. There's the crime of shutting off water. All of these things have caused a level of desperation um, that has created these crimes of survival. So really we have to get to the root of it and again city government has had their hand in helping create this type of crime uh, so if we are able to stabilize and keep people in their homes um, ensure that people can um, take care of their families um, through gainful employment then the crime rate will go down yeah 
is there is there anything you would do differently specifically uh, from what police chief James Craig and Mayor Michael Duggan have done so far with with regard to crime? Yes, I'm a big ad- advocate of restorative justice. Uh, I think that this is a way. Um, to uh, ensure that harm against uh, the community um, is reconciled in a healthy, sustainable way. Okay, so locking someone someone up in jail uh, actually um, throws families further, deeper into poverty um, because of the costs associated with that. So, um, to just really eradicate poverty to really stop that cycle, we have to implement healthier ways. And restorative justice, restorative policing is a way for police to serve and not police to force. So, I mean, I want to give you a chance to expand on that idea. Would you not send people to jail? I mean, there's nearly 300 people a year are shot to death by other people here in the city of Detroit. Would you not punish the people who are doing that? Well, this is not a silver bullet kind of um, way of solving the problem. But I think for certain crimes, there is definitely a, a way to um, address um, the needs of the, the person who caused the harm. And so that community can also humanize that person. Yes, if it is a severe offense, um, then we have to think of other ways to punish but also, I think it's important that our police officers live within the city limits. They uh-huh. need to be part of the community and have a deeper understanding of the communities that they're working in. Right. Uh, that used to be that used to be policy here in the city of Detroit. The Supreme Court of the state of Michigan has said, however, that we can't require police officers to live in the city. So, so how how would you fix that? Well, um, I think that we can create incentives that will help bring people into the city. Uh, Our city is vibrant. It's really a beautiful place to live. There are some police officers that are driving an hour outside of the city. I'm sure that they would welcome the the ability to live within the city limits if they were incentivized. Okay. All right. Uh, Ingrid LaFleur, curator and artist here in the city of Detroit, uh, candidate for mayor of the city of Detroit. Thanks very much for being with us on Detroit Today. Thank you, Stephen. Absolutely. All right. Up next, President Trump's proposed budget would eliminate federal funding for public media. What would that mean for public TV and public radio? We're going to talk with the president and CEO of PBS next. Thank you.